This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amalu, the writer, director of The Asian. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hallboy Suites. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, everybody. This is Mo Ali, the director of Montana. Hey, guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. The from from page, page to screen. To Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, I'm glad you're a few minutes late because I was just watching a new Lego Dimensions trailer. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, the, do you know like Skylanders where it's the Lego game where you put the figures on the thing and you can oh play all these God. different... Oh, my God, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're bringing a whole bunch of new packs in and you're going to get Lego Goonies, Lego Knight Rider, Lego A-Team, Beetlejuice... <laughs> Um, E.T. all sorts right. so license to spend your money and give it to Lego because right. <laughs> didn't Disney do the same thing they have their little figures and then you can play as these different characters in the in their game yeah theirs didn't work though did it yeah, <laughs> everybody because they've stopped it, oh, they? they've quit doing that <laughs> I want to go to the uh, wherever the store is where they have all those leftover figures that are worthless. They're no longer worth 40 bucks. They're worth five because there are a couple of them that really did look pretty sweet and I'd love to have in my collection. But I was not going to pay that kind of money for a game that I don't even care to play. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, Annette will be happy because she loves Lego. So I thought, well, while I'm waiting for John... I shall watch this trailer. Oh, that's so. cool, man. Yeah. Oh, I've, I'm a big fan of the Lego games, although I'm not current. I think they have uh, one more out that I haven't. Uh, in the, the new Avengers game. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's two two Hobbit games, isn't there? There's, so, yeah, Annette's got them all. <laughs> She's got all the Lego games. There's two Star Wars ones at the minute with a third one for The Force Awakens coming out in a couple of weeks. Right. There is a Hobbit, there's a lot of the rings, there is a Jurassic Park, which has got all four of them in it. There are two Indiana Jones games, three Batman, one Avengers, and one Marvel. <laughs> and I think that is all the games. I'm sure I've probably forgot one, but right. yes, she loves them. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a long time since I've played on my Xbox because <laughs> Annette's on all the time. I'm busy playing the PlayStation 4. I remember when I was getting the PS4, somebody said, oh, you're never going to play your old consoles. I went, yeah, well, yeah. never have. <laughs> no. Well, there's something about, you know, with each phase of, you know, like going from the 360 to the um, the Xbox One and then all the iterations of the PlayStation. And you always think, wow, these graphics are awesome, right? And then you're playing and you're like, ah, you just can't get better than this. And then they do top it. And then you try to go back and you're like, wait a minute, this is more pixelated than I remember. This is this is a very frustrating. Like I remember I'm a huge Gears of War fan, of you, as you've heard so many different times. But there were certain things like the uh, when you're running and then you want to, you know, like slide in um, to, you know, like behind some cover. And that worked really cool when that was really what you wanted. But when you're trying to avoid something running after you <laughs> and then suddenly you're on the wrong side of what you didn't want to grab a hold of. And then uh, and then whatever it is gets you, man. It's awesome. So, yeah, the, the, the divisions like that as well. You're in the middle of a firefight. and Somehow you end up hiding behind a car. You're like, would you stop hiding behind that car? Try to run out and shoot something. Right. It's a nightmare. And then you end up getting killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that magnetic uh, infrastructure that, uh, or whatever programming that just sometimes fails your heart. 
yeah. It's fun. My problem in, sh- in shooter games, yeah. I always end up running out of bullets because I tend to just <laughs> spray bullets everywhere in the hope I hit something. So. I think that was one of my favorite things with Halo was just the never-ending, uh, you know, you had that pistol and you just kept on shooting, right? I don't think you ever ran out of that. And then, um, let's see, your versus Gears, you could run out of everything. And then, of course, whatever character you're playing would say, I'm out, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> I've gone up against a pretty hefty guy in a division now and again and literally just had to run up and punch him in the face. And funnily enough, it doesn't make a damn bad difference (laughs) because I've run out of bullets. Right, right. It'd be nice if you could throw your gun at them or something, and that way you're still at a distance. You know, you could kind of stun them and then jump out the window and run, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can try and hit them a few times, but I'm nowhere near as fast as Adam Sandler in uh, Don't Mess With a Zohan <laughs> with his legs and feet everywhere. So, you know, right. doesn't happen. Yep. So how's, how have you been anyway? How are you? Dude, I, you know, I've been doing fine. The, uh, the weather is just unpredictable here. So luckily, as the temperature rises, for some odd reason, the humidity has dropped a lot. So at night, uh, we can open the windows and yeah, it feels very comfortable. And then during the day, we have to run. They see a little bit, but um, so that's been fine. The uh, and so therefore, like earlier, uh, you know, like I guess it was last week, uh, the temperatures weren't so extreme, and that was when the kids had a lot of outdoor activities. They've wrapped up school for the year now, and uh, so you know, it's it's kind of it frees me up because like this morning I got up with Michelle when she went to work, and I was like, wow, I don't have to take anybody to school, you know. So it's it's definitely summer for me as well. Well, you're not a bit lost, you like. Normally, I take somebody to school, and now I've nothing to do. So you just <laughs> cue slow plinky plink music yeah. as you just wander outside your house, just flicking daisies. Or just, you know, <laughs> I have a puppy. First time I have a puppy that needs to be house trained, so I have my work cut out for me. But at least now I have uh, you know teammates that can kind of you know help out as well. So. Yeah. Are they helpful with the animals? Yeah, uh, to a degree. I mean, like uh, when <laughs> Zeus was brand new, and let me tell you, this dog has almost doubled in size over the last week and a half. It's kind of amazing. He's going to get up over 100 pounds, probably. I mean, he's a mutt, so there's really no telling. But uh, it's a really good-natured dog. And so, But uh, like when we first brought him into the house, then uh, Abby was like, oh, let him sleep with me. So that lasted probably about three nights, and then she had EOGs, <laughs> which is end of grade testing and so she was like yeah maybe he could sleep with somebody else so uh i think he slept one night with Ian, one night with uh colin and that was pretty much enough for them and then the other dog usually sleeps with ian so long story short he started uh sleeping uh with me and michelle and michelle's like a foot shorter than me so there's a nice little rectangular section of the bed that just never gets uh slept in you know and so he fits fine there. Of course, he'll, you know, like lay across my legs or whatever. He likes feeling that uh, human connection. But, yeah, I mean, but overall, they do fine. They try to look after him. And um, as he gets larger and older, then he'll need less attention, which is always nice, too. And as he gets bigger, don't let him sleep in the bed because you might wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning going, oh, my God, my legs are paralyzed. And it's not it's just a dog lying on it. So. Well, it's funny. My sister and her husband sleep with their huge dog. And, you know, it's like when my dog, Max, that was – he was 
about collie size, although he looked like an Australian shepherd, but he was like full size collie size, got up to about a hundred pounds and then kind of dwindled down to about 90 as he got older. But he would come up the stairs and just want to lay right beside the bed, right on my side of the bed. So I'd have to watch, you know, like if I had to get up and go for a midnight run to the bathroom, but he was just right there. So I'm kind of hoping that Zeus will wind up doing the same thing. Cause yeah, he will not be sleeping on the bed. I'm not going to let, um, a hundred pounds of dog start, uh, you know, wearing out my mattress, just laying around on it. So, yeah, well, we've got two cats, but we don't let them sleep in the bedroom because there was a little while back when my 19 year old cat decided to see me in the morning and go, yeah, I'm so happy you're awake. And he peed all over me. No. <laughs> there I am in bed under the duvet. The cat's like, yay. And my, my hand sort of cuddling him and i'm like why is my hand getting wet and warm oh my good god the cat's taking a piss on me so yeah that was that pretty much ended his uh, ability to sleep in our bed not, not pleasant oh no. man so once once annette finished laughing right. uh, it was then a case of you need to watch the duvet today so yeah. i did <laughs> and thank god for duvets versus uh you having to like wash the comforter and everything else right no, I mean, at that point, it had gone right through the cupboard. Oh, so it was a case of, right, I'm now going to have to take this duvet. But they don't fit in washing machines because they're huge. That's right. Well, that's, so it was yeah. put it in the bath and just soak the damn thing for about 12 hours right. and then, then put it outside. And you put a heavy duvet on a washing line. That washing line, it kind of bends a little bit. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so how big are your cats? Uh, just regular house size. Yeah, because my sister has what's known as a Maine Coon cat. And these things will get as large as you will feed them to be. So there's a friend of mine, and his cat, head to tail, I think is it's it's over three feet long. I can't remember. But anyway, it's huge. And he said that, you know, when the cat jumps on the bed or if you're on the sofa or whatever, I mean, it is like a dog jumping on the bed. And he, you know, versus like most cats are pretty light and spry. And this cat's just like a tiger. He just jumps up there and... um you know, so anyway, it's, but my sister has fed her cat well, so it's not just a Maine Coon. It's, it's a fairly fluffy Maine Coon, if you get my meaning, so. Could you, like, put a saddle on it and ride it around the house or something? Uh, you know, the dog won't even mess with it, because the, it's just like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, something's wrong here. This is like one of those angly, uh, enhanced beasts, like from the, uh, the Hulk movie, right? <laughs> yeah. That's becoming like a new... The Wire slash Terminator, doesn't it? Because uh, your podcast on Monday, the Hulk got mentioned. Right. I think on the last one we did, the Hulk got mentioned. Yeah. And before that, the Hulk got mentioned. Right. So that's like a new drinking game. That's right. And it all leads back to Jennifer Connelly, which was the old topic. I would talk about Jennifer Connelly, and uh, Jake would talk about Ben Affleck's eyes or something. I can't remember. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you uploaded an episode, which I don't know what the title of it was, but it was the first time you saw a certain actor or actress. Right. I was shocked when Jennifer Connelly came up. Was it Jake that said Requiem for a Dream or something? I'm like, yeah. Labyrinths, dude. Where's the... <laughs> Jake's a young... How old, how old is he? Jake is God. a young whippersnapper. You know, I don't know, man. But I remember when we started working together, and here it is, like, it, it, me and a bunch of my peers, which are roughly all the same age, within five years, you know. And uh, and Jake would be talking about, yeah, my favorite movie is blah, blah, blah. Of course, I wasn't born when it came out. 
dude, really? <laughs> Depressing, isn't it? Sorry when you say, gosh, I just have seen the first Toy Story. And they go, yeah, oh, I was one when that came That's out. Right. You're like, what? Come on. <laughs> I was like on my fourth full-time job or whatever by that uh, time. Yeah. Jake is one of those that'd be like, yeah, I, I age with Andy. Yeah, dude, whatever, man. Go to go go back. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, but but it's, uh, it was 32 years yesterday when Gremlins came out. So, wow. my God. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's funny. Gremlins is one of those movies where I think I went to see it in the movie theater over in Concord. It's an older movie theater. Movie theaters, the beautiful ones, the cool ones, you know, uh, they're all closed down. Now we have the, the new fangled multiplexes, which, you know, they do what they do and I appreciate them. But still, it's not like the old vintage movie theaters that look more like the Muppet Theater. You know what I mean? It, it just you know, it had <laughs> yeah. some character to it. But yeah, we were, it was about midway through um, the chaos of Gremlins, and then um, the projector died. So we were all just kind of sitting in the dark until you know somebody came up. And I think everything's so automated now. If something happens, then the lights come on immediately. But we were just kind of sitting around wondering what was going on, and you know, then the movie cranked up again, and you know, but it, it, it's just that's the kind of things that uh, our kids will not experience. You know, nope. same thing with, you know, you remember you, you want to go ahead and see the movie as it you know came out maybe the first week before that work print was just torn up and re-spliced and all the you know scratches and all that stuff. So that's it. I mean, when we watch films when they first came out, I mean, there was no social media. But nowadays, if they saw films in that quality, they'd be straight on Twitter going, my print was disgusting. Right. It had, gra- <laughs> it had <laughs> grains on it or yeah. something like that. I watched uh, yesterday, it's a Blu-ray of a 1948 film that's just come out on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Scott of the Antarctic. It's an old John Mills. and It's got very early appearance of Christopher Lee in it. Uh-huh. And on that, there is an eight-minute documentary about the people who restored the film. Mm-hmm. My God, that's a thankless and time-consuming job. Mm-hmm. There was one woman whose job it was to go through every frame of the film and just delete the dirt. Right. Like, oh, she did a fantastic job because it showed her before and after. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. But you know, nobody looks at that film on Blu-ray and goes, "Oh, I'm so glad that woman removed all the dirt." Right. They're not even aware that dirt's been removed. Yeah, because that. Jesus. I mean, when you do the math, I mean, like it's probably what at least one minute per frame, and that's if she's really just cooking, going fast, you know. And so, I don't know how many frames. I mean, it's 24 per yeah, second. 24 per second, yeah. isn't it? And so you, that's a lot. You do the math, and my God, it's like yeah. Just got through. How long did it take? A year. Yeah. Well, it's like it would take her 24 minutes to do one second worth of footage. Right. And this film was like 150 minutes long. You know, that's right. a lot of time. Yeah. Just sitting there clicking on a mouse. Like, oh, my. And it was another guy's job to go through the audio. And, oh, there's a bit missing there. So I need to somehow rebuild it. And I would love to know how long it actually takes to restore a film. Yeah. It, it, Crazy. it would be cool to find some old movie where it was, you know, it would actually pay you decent. And I would just spend six months to a year working on one film. I, I think that would be cool, you know, just simply yeah. trying to restore it. Because as much automation is in Photoshop and, and you know, that kind of app, um, you still have to know how to use it and push it and what to do and what not to do. So you can't just say, hey, you know what, um, this minute and a half of footage just run this filter on there because that may not do it i mean like you know it's kind of like the old diane sawyer filter on uh good morning america where you know it took all of her wrinkles out of her face but then every so often it would band out and take every strand of fiber out of her hair it would just look like a blob you know like kin hair so 
Or the old sort of blue screen filter, and oh. then you get somebody wandering in who happens to be wearing the same color tie as the blue screen. You're like, oh, that was kind of weird. Where's <laughs> half his chest going? That's it. And then you try to finesse it a little bit, and then it's like, ah, oh, now we have pixelation around the, you know, the corners, and then, oh my god, you have the bleed over. There's so many different things you have to watch, and then, you know, okay, cut to the second camera. Damn you! You know, it's it's. <laughs> it's not a science. I mean, thank God for 4K because that just makes it so much easier because you can be sloppy and no one's going to really know it. And uh, it's almost like playing rock and roll versus blues or jazz or something where, you know, uh, like you play Sammy Hagar or Ted Nugent stuff. And yeah, I mean, you play it through a distortion pedal and who gives a damn how sloppy it is? It's rock and roll. But, you know, some of the fine jazz stuff and flamenco guitar, I used to try to play that stuff. And some of it was all right, but I never mastered it to the degree of uh, some of the people over in Charlotte that uh, were just light years ahead of me. And I would never get there because that, I, wasn't going to make money off of it it was more therapeutic and you know kind of a hobby so. yeah i've got all this filmmaking editing crap to come after i get back <laughs> from san diego that's going to give me such a headache but it'll be fun yeah so were you excited so. that they're gonna um the killing joke they're gonna premiere it out there are you gonna be able to attend that possibly i mean a lot of these things are ticketed um and some of the i mean there was a, a big party ticket sale thing went on yesterday it sold out in three minutes <laughs> So, um, I mean, my main priorities over there are to just find out what the busiest days are, right. where the where the most chaos is going to happen, right. and make sure I'm there to capture it all. Um, so I've not booked tickets for any offsite events and stuff like that because it does get awkward because Annette's going to San Diego with me, but she hasn't got a ticket to get into the Comic Con. Right. So even though I'm going to be there for a lot of days, I'm not going to be there for a lot of days because I don't want to go. Right, see you in a week, Annette, because that's just me. Really. And I would die. So. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, but ki- I still remember as a kid, and I'll, I'll let you jump back to the, the San Diego, whatever. It's it, it, I've I've had some coffee this morning, so I'm kind of you know my brain is rushing. But anyway, it's funny when you're talking about leaving that in the hotel for extended periods. And I remember one time my dad took us up, I think it was to Chicago. He was a big Rotary International guy, right? And so he was the president of the club here locally on, you know, like I think twice. But anyway, um, so he would go to these Rotary International meetings, which would be like a week's worth of meetings. And I remember being in the hotel room with my sister and my mom waiting on dad to get through whatever. And the crap, at least... Um, you know, there's uh, like 150 different channels on cable, but you know, there was like four or five and then there was pay-per-view and it was always something crass, like the window washer, you know? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so bored, mom. And I was like in fourth or fifth grade, but I was like, yeah, I'm so bored, mom. Let's watch that guy wash windows. New. No. So anyway, but I can imagine Annette in there going, damn, I wish I had my Xbox and some Lego games. <laughs> yeah, she's taking over a tablet, so it'll be, I'll put some movies on there right. for her. She'll have a Kindle and the hotels a swimming pool. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to do a few days of that. But yeah, the Killing Joke premieres there. Star Trek Beyond is doing its premiere there. Nice. So there's, I'm pretty sure there's, I'm not going to be short of anything to do. Right. <laughs> um, and however many hours I shoot, then once I get back from that, that's when the whole editing thing right. starts. Yeah. Um, I, I did put a tweet out the other day. I said, other than filming, editing, trying to learn how to play a synthesizer so I can po- compose the score. <laughs> um, the film's pretty much all done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, other than all the main ingredients, right. it's pretty much in the bag. Are so you going to do the old John Carpenter score keyboard? I, I, 
Well, see, I was originally thinking this is I'm going to do the Hans Zimmer score, big, you know. And it, but no, I'm thinking it's going to come out a bit assault on Precinct right. Thirteen, Joe Carpenter. If I'm being a Escape yeah, from New like, York, right? <laughs> oh, I wish that would be if I came out with an Escape from New York style score, I'd be well impressed. It's more likely to come out like the early Mario Brothers <laughs> games, something like that. So. Uh, at some point in the summer, I may be sort of going, um, anybody know any composers? <laughs> well, I'll cross that bridge when I get back. From, I hear from you, San man. Diego. But, you know, it's um, oh, fun. Now you have an iPad. So technically, you I have GarageBand and you have all those loopable tracks if you've downloaded everything. So, man, you could probably put your own stuff together and just, you know, I mean, it's amazing what those tracks can do. And, um, there's different things that I've put together and used in short films and Vanell's done the same. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you can come up with some cool stuff. Who knows? Maybe I'll, if you get to that point, if you get low enough to say, John, <laughs> will you come up with something? Then I'll see what I can do, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but no, it's, it's fun. It's, it's definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I printed the script out. Well, I say script. I printed the eight sheets of notes out the other day. Right. And I, and I got Bob around. I'm like, Bob, have a look over that and let me know what needs changing. You know, just give me your thoughts. He looked at me and went, that's really good. I'm like, yeah, but what needs changing? He went, nothing. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be like some suggestions right. coming out going, well, actually, this might be better if this is over here. And he went, no, it's fine. Uh, pretty, pretty sure it's not fine, but thanks for your compliment. If you so. want to send them to me, I'll give you notes from my perspective. Uh, Michelle, who was an English major, will give you, uh, you know, notes from her perspective. And if you just want to be hammered by the comma queen, that's my mom. And just, you know, I'll let her look it over. But she'll be like, no, you, that comma doesn't go there. You need a comma here. The sentence is run on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the problem I've got as well, one of many, is, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same when you write stuff, is you can see it all in your head. So you go, brilliant. Everybody else will be able to see it in my head because right. I've written and no maybe not yeah yeah what well, it's funny man it's like in uh back in college i wrote this um short story where this guy was on the hill looking through binoculars and he was planning his attack or whatever and i think it was only like three pages long but anyway um i forgot to put that he was looking through binoculars so my professor was like it's a great story and i know there are binoculars but you didn't let it it wasn't in your story, and he was like, "So this guy had bionic eyes." Now there's so many different questions, and I was like, "Shit, okay." So I added it in, and there it was. It was complete again. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, I know what you mean, man. It's like it's all there. Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's a snapshot. So, <laughs> so are you going to dress up? You're going to bring some different costumes to go to Comic Con? No, because that will uh, get in the way of me filming, I think. And I'm not really a cosplay sort of person. I've got a lot of geek T-shirts that I might take over. But yeah. part of me wants to get a T-shirt printed with press on the back of it so people are more likely to say something to the camera. Right. Um, if I've got like press written on it, they'll go, hey, and act like idiots. Yeah. And then I capture it all. So right. I'm, I'm tempted. But I don't know what to have on it. I don't know whether to have my website address on it or I'm from the UK making a movie written on the back of it or, <laughs> or you know, I have no idea. So I've not quite got down to that level yet. Well, but, the, the uh, cool thing is, you know, these, I mean, this, this um, genre of people, if you will, are very friendly. They come across yeah. like whole, uh, this is like a group of aliens, you know, but I mean, really they are our people and they understand that, you know, and um, very courteous and kind. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know if it matters what you have on your shirt. I think people would still interact with you if they see that you have a camera and a microphone. True. Yeah. 
And I'm assuming uh, you have a Cops and Monsters t-shirt you're going to wear, right? No, Fraser didn't didn't send one what? to me. I know I'm a I'm a producer of the bloody show. <laughs> oh that god! Was the final if, thing, man. He needed me to do an edit or or design some other banner or whatever. And I said, you know what? I'll do this for a t-shirt. And he was like, yeah. done. So yeah. <laughs> Elliot is uh, doing his Cops and Monsters episode for um, crowdfunding thing in a minute. Oh, I hate crowdfunding. Yeah. It's horrible. Absolutely hate it. Yeah. He's got 20 days left. He's on 1,337. He needs 2,000. And my God, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. I hate doing because I'm running his Twitter while he's out of the way for a week. Right. So lots of uh, stupid tweets going up going, any donations tonight? This cat gets a tin of tuna. <laughs> yep, that was me. That, that was me that put that tweet out. <laughs> And all these like, just crazy pictures of gremlins and right. meerkats and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. It's crazy. Poor old cat, though. There was no donations came in last night, so the cat didn't get any tuna anyway. So now I've got a depressed cat downstairs who's not happy. <laughs> He's going to be on you again, man. Yeah, We're exactly. begging for it. <laughs> exactly. It's just trying to come up with something different right. to rather than just uh oh, give us money give us money give us money because i get sick of seeing those tweets oh. let alone typing the damn things so yeah i was just fun yeah so going back to your cat and and, and this is going to be <laughs> categorical this morning i apologize it's going to be like waxing cinematic where jake and i just ping pong around the room but anyway but when you're sitting there watching tv and your cat comes into the room and starts drinking water eyeballing you do you ever get nervous? Like he's just kind of like fueling up, putting putting his uh, filling his weapon. He's fixing the pounce all the time. I get nervous when he's not been outside for twenty minutes. So <laughs> that's the same thing with Zeus. He, I mean, like, granted, he's only the doctor said he was probably ten weeks old. So until he's twelve weeks old, then you know, dogs can't really control where they pee and stuff. The dog is smart, so he will go and ring the doggy doorbell when he needs to go out and take a dump. But he just like takes these little spritz peas wherever, you know, it's like, oh, uh, I'm done. Thanks. You know, so anyway, yeah. So it's yep. it's every 20 minutes, man. I'm like, you need to go out? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I, d- I don't even ask the cat if he needs to go out. I'm like, you need to go out. And I just put him outside. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that kind of works. <laughs> so I had a guy. He's an interesting one for you as well. I was on Twitter the other night. Not shockingly. Right. Uh, spend a few hours on there. And a guy messaged me. He said, oh, hi, mate. You know, I'm thinking, do I know you? But we do right. follow each other. So <laughs> uh, he said, I'll be curious about your feedback for this alternate ending I've written yeah. for Fast and the Furious 7. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay. Yes. I said, but it's fair to say that I quite like the way that the film finished anyway. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't come out of Fast Seven going. You know what? That ending kind of sucked. They right. didn't do a good job right. of, of exiting Paul Walker. They did an amazing job. So, but I'm like, send it anyway. I love look. Right. And I'll read. I'll read the first few lines because I then messaged him and I went, okay, it's interesting. However, can I talk about it on a podcast? You know, all right. So <laughs> he is uh, Chris Guest fifty four on Twitter, and his wording was, I think it would be more respectful writing Paul Walker's death into the film and having a funeral in the movie too. Right. What do you reckon to I say no. <laughs> Instantly. Because this discussion came up when the, the you know when Paul Walker died right. and they shut the film down and then he brought it back up. What's your thoughts on them having the death 
and the funeral in the movie. I'm, I was kind of horrified, yeah. personally. Yeah. It's like, no, that's. I think it's more disrespectful. Yeah. Well, and but I mean, it brings up that age-old question, you know, like because I think The Crow was the first movie to really have to deal with this with just, I mean, like brutally transparently, you know, because the very scene that we see is the now whether it was the take or not, I, I can't remember what they used, but I mean, like you know, Brandon Lee was shot in that scene. Yep. And one of the guys that was actually on the set told me that the director was just like, when it happened, before he knew that he had been shot, he was like, my God, that was brilliant. You know what I mean? It was like, that is awesome. You know, I can't remember the terminology, you know, exactly what he said. But I mean, like, he was stoked that it looked so real. And then, damn, if it wasn't. And so then they had to figure out, well, how the hell are we going to shoot the rest of the movie without Brandon Lee? And, of course, everybody was was heartbroken because he's such a nice guy. And uh, But, you know, it's the same thing with uh, Paul Walker. Uh, the friends of mine who have worked with him in the past, I mean, th- even if it was just one movie, man, they were like, this is the nicest guy on the planet. He would give you the shirt off his back. Very generous and just, you know, but yet he loved surfing and driving fast and all this. And so, um, you know, it, but so anyway, but I, I agree with you. I think to have that in the movie so that you had to relive his death again, unnecessarily too. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, we, we're all blatantly aware that Paul Walker won't be back for the next movie. Not unless he's, you know, Mr. CG character. And, um, you know, and so I thought it was a nice send off, but who the hell wants to see him die again? You know, I mean, Chris goes on to the, I mean, it's probably about half a page right. worth of writing is done and it brings a lot of characters back from the other movies and this right. down there. So it's, it's not just like, this is what they should do. Right. He's written like a whole synopsis thing, right. but I could, I couldn't imagine asking Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez going, right, you know, you, you've had a few months break. We're, we miss Paul. Right. We're now, we're now going to film his funeral. Right. <laughs> It'd be like, I don't care how good an actor you are. That would suck yeah. to, to actually go, right, now we're going to film his death scene and we're going to do this, that, and the other. So it's yeah. from an off-camera type thing as well. Yeah. Um, but Chris said he's fine if anybody wants to message him. <laughs> and he'll, happily, he'll happily send them the treatment. Right. So, yeah. Chris guessed 54. But it, no, I, it wasn't I, bad, but I just felt like, you know, everybody, you know, from Vin Diesel to whoever else, the powers that be in the franchise, I thought they gave him a proper send off. We know that he's dead. We know that, you know, the whole parting of the road and, you know, I mean, at least it wasn't, uh, you know, tears in heaven or whatever. You know what I mean? It was, it was a nice send off song and it was, it left, uh, you know, a great memory of him being happy. And, okay, now he's able to live his life, what he's always wanted to, and, you know, watch his kids grow up. And he's out of uh, the business or whatever, you know, whatever uh, Ben Diesel's character would describe it as. But uh, I, I had tears going down my face when I saw that film. Yeah. It was very, very well done. So. Yeah. Uh, to mention The Crow as well is a really good book all about the making of The Crow. Really? And it's Barbara, somebody or other, um, wrote it. It's really, you can get it off Amazon. It's really good. But it wasn't that actual scene where he died. They were filming his character's death scene. Yeah. But that wasn't that particular one. I think some of that was created by CG as well. Wow. Um, but they'd pretty much done most of the film. They just had a few bits and pieces to do. Right. And there's a lot when he first comes back from the dead. 
you can see because a lot of back of the head shots and mm -hmm. silhouette shots and that's a body double and then there's one shot where they took him from another scene and you can see him through a broken window that's the cg stuff oh. um and it's the same with oliver reed when he died during gladiator right but I think had Oliver Reed been stabbed to death about 70 times, they would have had to have altered the scene in Gladiator right. <laughs> where he gets stabbed to death like 70 odd times. Right. So to have Paul Walker maybe die in a car crash or something in Fast and Furious when he died in a car crash in real life would just make it yeah. kind of a bit grim. Well, I don't think I would have enjoyed that film if I'd have come out <laughs> having just watched Paul Walker's funeral. I think it would have been a bit of a downer. Yeah, oh, definitely. And and out of respect for his family, I mean, like you know, it just overall, it's um, as you know, I did a movie called Bird in a Glass House with uh, Hannah Dennis. This is back, oh gosh, what was it two thousand three, two thousand four? And I was the producer, and I mean, executive producer, and then I was also the DP, and then Hannah was the director. But it, a lot of times, because it was so indie, it was just the two of us. So she was directing while running sound while I was shooting, and anyway, it, it, it very indie. But anyway, um, there's a friend of ours, Eric, who was in the movie, and he plays the guy who murders the main character's best friend in the beginning of the movie, right? So then later on, they get uh, he gets revenge by. Well, anyway, like anyone's ever going to see it at this point. But anyway, it's very indie, and we haven't found distribution. But um, but anyway, but uh, they slip him some bad acid, and then he dies. And then so then you know he's foaming at the mouth, and then we see the body bag zip up, and I remove the highlight from his eyes, so it looked like he had really been dead for hours. And um, so anyway, but I mean, he died of a drug overdose in real life about a year later. So it was weird man i mean like it was great to see him alive but it was painful seeing that scene where he died very similar to you know how he did in real life and then the body bag and um so yeah i mean i think these are the things that people don't think about like chris because what he wrote was fine you know i mean mm -hmm. like you know structurally but i just feel like on an emotional level um the the movie ended the way it should yeah i think if they'd have announced because of the coverage of it how they were possibly going to end it mm -hmm. was out there i think if it had leaked oh we're going to have his funeral in it i think a lot of people wouldn't have bothered going right. to watch the film <laughs> possibly even me included i'm like yeah. you know what don't be using that as a selling point yeah not interested yeah um but universal did a really good job so because it's a fun movie and yeah. I, I think the the whole and i think the funeral thing just would have like to say had been a big downer and it that doesn't go with the vibe of what uh, the movies have been about for the last what five movies so yeah. Uh. While we're talking about fun movies, I watched the Point Break remake. Oh, and what think? It was okay. There was two things missing from it, though. I love the original Point Break, yeah. the Cass Bigelow one. It's great. There was two things missing from the Point Break one. Yeah. One was a story that made sense, <laughs> and two were uh, characters we give a shit about. <laughs> Other than that, it was fine. It was fine. Visually, it looked good. Right. I mean, they had massive tidal waves, which are probably CG. Right. And they had, you know, people jumping out of the airplanes and flying around, and right. And that was fine. It looked visually, it was fine. Right. But when it, I can't even remember who the main guy was that played Johnny Utah. But when you say he ain't no Keanu Reeves, right. that's not necessarily a compliment, <laughs> is it? <laughs> was this guy the equivalent of uh, Chuck Norris back in the uh, Good Guys Wear Black days? Is that what you're saying? His acting was awful? But I would watch all the Chuck Norris films, <laughs> but this guy he was just so... 
he made, I mean, Keanu's really good in John Wick. So <laughs> yeah. take that out of the equation. But right. it was just, I don't know who, and the guy who was Bodhi, everybody had big beards in the film. So I didn't even know, in women, I didn't even know who <laughs> the characters were. It's like, and the first point break, it was, we're stealing money so we can go surfing because right. we love surfing, but we need cash. Right. Okay. I totally understand that. This one had something to do with some sort of Buddhist who had come up with these eight impossible world challenges to do. And if the people did these challenges, then they would gain enlightenment. And that's why they were robbing banks and doing all these weird shit. Wow, it just made, I got really confused by it all. So it's the Buddhist version of uh, Now You See Me. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> now You See Me was more believable, I think. Uh, done this but visually it was fine it's yeah. just i it's not good go back and watch the original one so, so did you ever get the vibe it was almost like oceans 12 where it's just like hey we need to take a vacation let's get the movie to pay for it so it's it pretty much i would compare it to oceans 12 actually yeah because <laughs> you're like oh this is going to be oh no it's not <laughs> i mean the trailer the trailer looked okay but i really it didn't inspire me to go see it you know no not at all yeah. so I watched that one. It's um, it's funny. <laughs> jumping around. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Lethal Weapon series? I think that looks pretty good, <laughs> and I love the original. I love the first two Lethal Weapons more than three and four. Yeah, because I like the serious element rather than the the Joe Pesci comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than the comedy ones. Right, right. Um, I'm with and you. I and the trailer came out. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. I'm sure it's going to suck. And I'm like, you know what? As long as they keep a crazy. Martin Riggs, right? It has potential. Yeah, I hope it'll be good. But I mean, you know, just like Point Break, the remake, which I haven't seen, um, there's uh, there's still questions in my mind. Will it? I'm not a purist, so I, you know, I mean, like I may enjoy it, and I, I do fine with these, you know, reimaginings of these different things. I was fine with the reimagining of Planet of the Apes. I know a lot of people hated that. So, um, you know, the one that uh, that had Mark Wahlberg in it. So, yeah, well, and in part, I'll admit it was because Rick Baker did phenomenal makeup in there. So, Hell yeah. yeah, maybe maybe the story wasn't as good. I don't know, man. But yeah. <laughs> but anyway, carry on, man. Going going back to your movie watching. But yeah, so Point Break, not so good. We did, um, you know, weird timetable, the shoebox, etc. Right. Last night's shoebox choice. Uh, no, Monday's shoebox choice. What was Monday's shoebox choice? It was. What day are we on today? Thursday. It's Thursday, yeah. isn't it? When I, the hell, what the I've been hell thinking did we it's Friday since yesterday. I mean, like, I was just like, okay, well, I was asking uh, Colin when he was going back. Uh, he has a uh, wounded finger, right? And he's been seeing the ortho specialist. And, yeah, I was like, okay, so when do you go to the doctor? And he was like, oh, it's 11 o'clock <laughs> on Friday. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's not tomorrow, is it? Okay. Yeah. And then I woke up this morning going, Okay, well, this should have happened. Oh, wait a minute. Where, where? Oh, it's just Thursday. So, <laughs> well, I spoke to Annette probably about an hour ago, and I said, "Was it yesterday I bought you a new magazine, or was it today?" She went, "It was. Just, it was about three hours ago." I'm like, okay. Um, which, weirdly enough, the, the film we watched was still Alice, starring Juliet Moore, uh, or Julianne Moore, even right. who the hell Juliet Moore uh, is in I'm sure she's out there somewhere. So, really, hi, Juliet. Uh, you know what? She's an up and comer. She's going to be. 
big, like in 10 years and, uh, yeah, sweeping the Should Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> so, which doesn't fit in well because it's actually about early stage Alzheimer's. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned about myself. Now. <laughs> Are you going to start doing tattoos on yourself? You know, like I am bought the magazine, you know, <laughs> I am pretty sure. Yes. Uh, but no, it's, it's a really good, it doesn't sound like a really good film, right. but Julia Moore is an awesome actress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a very, very good film. So that was one of Annette's choice on Saturday, I think, because it was her Netflix choice. Right. I can't remember what we picked out the shoot box on Monday. <laughs> um, but it was my choice of film last night. And I opted, you know what, I'm going to pick one out of the shoe box because it's my choice. I can pick it out from wherever I want. And we watched Daddy's Home with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. God, that was funny. That was very... Any film where um, a young lad of about... 10 runs up and punches in the face right. a girl of the same age <laughs> it just makes me laugh because <laughs> the kid's being bullied right. and he's like you know dad would be bullied by these fourth graders or whatever and he's like well just you gotta hit him back son <laughs> you, you gotta do it you gotta go hit him back right so they yeah, eventually turns out there's girls that's picking on this young lad but he <laughs> still punches one in the face <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a it's a really funny film. I think Mark Wahlberg's a funny guy anyway. Yeah, um, I mean he was hilarious in Transformers. <laughs> uh, or was that just a film? I don't know, man. That one every every time I'd wake up, it was still going on. So I I don't know. I I missed parts of that movie. Probably still going on now, actually. <laughs> it probably it is. is that long. But we watched Daddy's Home, which was funny. Yeah, staying on Michael Bay, I watched the Benghazi movie that he did. Oh, really? Yeah. 13 hours is really good. No I'm, way, a Mike, really? I'm, I'm a Michael Bay defender. Right. <laughs> if you take the Transformers movies out of the way. <laughs> take them out. Everybody gives him shit. They're like, right. Michael Bay, you suck. You think, well, what's he done that's, big, that's crap? Right. People go, oh, all these stupid remakes like Texas Chainsaw. He produced it, didn't direct it. Right. So, yeah, somebody else. <laughs> um, same with Turtles. Yeah, Turtle movie. They're actually quite good. They really are. And I'm looking yeah. forward to going to see the one that's in the cinema now. So. Yeah, I watched the first one. I'm like, this is gonna suck. It's a really good film. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good. But 13 hours, Michael Bay's back behind the camera again. Yeah. So you've got you know more military hardware than than Libya right. has seen flying over its airspace, whatever. <laughs> right. And weirdly enough, it's set in Libya. Right. Um, here in the UK, we don't know anything about the Benghazi story. So I've heard a lot of podcasts where they go, oh, yeah, the story in Benghazi. I read all about that when it was on the news. Over here, ain't got a clue. No idea. So it's it's like we're watching Black Hawk Down, which we also didn't know about <laughs> until we watched the film. We're like, oh, my God, this is true. Yeah. When did that happen? So we, you know, but you guys well have the, the BBC, man, the, the, the news that tells it the way it is, right? Well, we do, but it's either filled with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton at the minute. <laughs> right. Or it's filled with... Does the UK want to leave the European Union thing at the minute? Which is just nuts. The guy in charge of our country, the Prime Minister, right. he months ago he went, Oh, I'm not happy with the way Europe are running everything. They want us to pay lots of money for some reason and we don't want to pay any money, so we might leave Europe. So you go, Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then next thing he's on TV going, We must stay in Europe and I'm like, Didn't you start this whole we right. must leave shit? <laughs> so I'm getting really confused. So we've got a big vote in the next few weeks where nobody really gives a shit about it right because it's like are we going to leave the european union and be on our own and obama's been over here threatening us and everything going you'll be at the bottom of the list 
<laughs> if you leave Europe. And if you stay with Europe, you'll be the top of the list. It's like, look, dude, you'll be out of a job in a few months anyway, That's so right. don't worry about it. So get me President Trump. <laughs> um, which I'm still shocked that people think Trump may win. Do they, is there a consensus over there that he might? Or do people not realize that the, it's all set up so that Trump looks like an absolute cock? Right. So people will vote for Hillary and she'll win. <laughs> Both are so horrific, um, and, and, and this is just my my view after watching you know clips and reading articles and stuff, which are all tainted. It's all propaganda. But what? I thought the, the news is accurate. How dare you? It's not biased at all. I Fox News. It's like a documentary. That's right. So you have these two iconic characters, right? It's like a movie. It's like you know Rocky versus whatever, but. Um, I, I don't know. I think we're all just kind of throwing our hands up in the air and going, eh, somebody will be voted in. Uh, what? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, and you talk about different elections globally that are so rigged, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's democracy. No, it isn't. You know, but yet really, do we have democracy here? Do we, do our votes really count? Because our votes are tallied and then they go into another holding cell, which, are then tallied based upon you know the number of votes. I don't even really understand our system over here, but it's not so simple. It's not like um, you know The Voice or America's Got Talent or whatever it is, where it's like, hey, I vote for that person. It's convoluted and still whatever uh, you know, whoever the the one percent want in office, that's who's going to be there. Now, whether it'll be Hillary or or uh, Trump, I have no idea, and I, I don't know it'll that it'll be. It's Hillary. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, and I'm not like, oh, Hillary's great because she'll be the first woman. I couldn't give a monkey's. I don't care. <laughs> but no, it's just the things that Trump are saying and that are being reported. Yeah. If he was genuinely in with a chance of getting into power, right. there would be people not letting him say stuff like that. <laughs> They'd be like, no, don't do it. Because you don't, I've not really heard Hillary come out and go, oh, we should kill all children or we should <laughs> shoot puppies in the head right. or. or Muhammad Ali was a big old racist, you know, that type of thing. Right. It's just Wait, it's crazy. It's funny. Is that what he said, that Muhammad Ali was a racist? Well, no, that was Piers Morgan, who's a Trump supporter, because oh, Trump came out and said something. Somebody then accused Trump of being a racist. <laughs> and the day after Muhammad Ali died, right. Piers Morgan went online and went, actually, Muhammad Ali was, he said far worse things against Muslims and white people than Trump did. Right. Great. The guy died yesterday. You called him a racist. <laughs> Welcome, Piers Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, God. the only thing that I heard uh, Muhammad Ali say that could have been, you know, mistranslated into racism was just that he thought that every race on earth was more beautiful, untainted, unblended. You know what I mean? And so, not that I agree with that at all, but on the other hand, I see his point. You know what I mean? He was talking about heritage and stuff. So, anyway, but it, it's interesting how politics will use whatever, uh, you know, helps them, enables them to, to climb that tower as they shit on everybody else on the way up. And then there'll I be did. that shit throwing monkey at the top of the, the tower once he's there. So, or she. I did. I, I tweeted at Donald Trump. I'm pretty sure he didn't see it and reply to it. But <laughs> it was like, uh, "Dear Donald, hope you don't get in power or the world's fucked." Yeah. You're sincerely the world. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> at some point, I'm going to watch her red dot appearing on the the you know my chest. Right, or whatever right. Means. They may use the green ones like Michael Bay uses in his films, though, right? 
Possibly, which I was quite impressed in that 13 hours, the technology they were using. Like, I'll just tag him. You're like, oh, God, I didn't even know you could do that. That's quite scary. But it's a really good film. Yeah. Uh, two and a half hours of just Michael Bay, Michael Bay blowing shit up. Right, right. And you know, did he have the uh, the dramatic camera moves that just kind of rotate around the heroes as they talk on the phone? <laughs> he did have a couple. There wasn't as many as, like, say... Emmerich does in Independence Day or whatever, mm. but there were a couple of spinny, flashy right. cameras. There's a really cool shot when there's a massive gun battle going on, and there's one of the enemy who's who's got a, an RPG, you know, big rocket grenade things on his shoulder, ready to lift it up and fire. Right, and he stood next to two guys, and this shot's maybe like a split second long, and sniper shoots the bad guy, who then presses the trigger, sets the rocket off, and blows up the two people next to him. You're like, that's an amazing camera shot. Right. <laughs> so, you know, give Michael Bay a really good scriptwriter, right. and you're going to get one of the best films ever. It's just he, you know, nobody says no to him. Well, he knows how to shoot, man. Yeah. You know, there have been times when I thought about rigging the entire house with on-air lights, you know what I mean? <laughs> on every floor, big and red, and probably one of those, like, um on files from the police squad, you know, like one that rotates and then maybe one like an alien where it strobes, you know what I mean? Just so that people know, because my daughter's knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knowing I'm podcasting, knocking on the door anyway, which I get it. She wanted to let me know that she and uh, my other daughter are going out shopping, which is fine. But yeah, anyway, that's what texting's for, I think. Exactly. Slide a note under the door <laughs> or, or tweet right. hashtag waxing cinematic. She might win um, your Mad Max digital copy or whatever. Which, by the way, obviously no one gives a shit about because we still haven't given it away. And there was that's only two see? questions, man. Two questions. See, and that was, uh, I didn't know them. The first, I can't remember what the questions are now, but I remember the first one. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know that one. Yeah. <laughs> It's something about which music band in Alien loaned them the lights or something like that, wasn't it? It was one of them. And I'm like, I want to know the answer to that because I didn't even know that there was a band that that loaned them lights. Yep. So, but competitions, uh, nobody enters them. It's crazy. It is nuts, man. I mean, like, if someone were to say, hey, you know what? You can win a mini if you'll, you know, Mini Cooper if you'll answer these two questions. I'd be like, hell yes, you know? And, um, and even if it was a movie, as long as it wasn't Vice, then yeah, man, I would love a digital copy of whatever, you know? And if I already have the digital copy, I will repurpose it and give it away on Wax and Cinematic. If anyone will ever say, hey, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, Deadpool should have been a hot one, right? But really not. I mean, it took us days to give that shit away. And, um, and then, you know, uh, Mad Max, it's a classic. But yeah, so it's still up for grabs. I'm hoping that someone will listen to the podcast in the next week or two and say, "Hey, I- I'd like, to, well, I'd like to, you know, give the answer." So that's so that later on, put a tweet out saying, "Anybody who's listening on iTunes, we've still got the competition prize." Because I mean, I don't. I, I, this week I did. I listened to your show live. Right. It was a long show. Was. I was like, "Come on." <laughs> I gotta go you pee, know. man. Come on. <laughs> while while you're podcasting, I watched Dancing with Wolves. I watched Stephen King's The Stand. That's right. A couple of seasons of Twenty Four uh, Schindler's List. So it was quite good. With the, the sound down, obviously. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people do listen to them through podcasts. Yeah, you know, through yeah. And stuff. So hopefully, we'll find a winner eventually. Otherwise. Whatever, man. It'll just sit up there. Maybe it'll be part of a Christmas package, you know, uh, in six months. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, what else have I watched? I'm trying to catch up on a lot of big films. I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was really good. Really? 
was impressed with that. Yeah. Yep. Does it have anything right. to do with the other Cloverfield? Uh, kind of. Yeah. It doesn't really need to. The, the basis of it is, it's, I think it's set around the same time. Right. Um, John Goodman is amazing in it. And it's. it did remind me of an episode of 24. Do you remember that episode when the the, the, the panther type episode? Do you remember that? The cougar or whatever when Jack Bauer's daughter oh, got yeah, trapped. Yeah, that cougar. was, that was and, what, season two, three, somewhere in there. And she sort of, she'd met up with um, Matt Dillon's brother, so Kevin Dillon. <laughs> right. He's other in a bunker and he's like, there's been a war, you've been, oh, no, you're, you've got to stay down here right. or you're going to go out and die. That Cloverfield Lane is like that, so it's all in a bunker. <laughs> right. Um, but then things happen and then it ties into the actual Cloverfield universe. But it's really good. Good film. I'll have to check it out. That was a big question mark over that one, hovering in my head, so. It was good. Yeah. Um, still Alice. I've done that one. I watched Aliens on the big screen the other week. Oh, how was that? We had like the best Sunday ever because we went down to Manchester and we had some food, so like Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever it was. Right. And then we watched Aliens on the big screen, which was amazing. It was a theatrical cut, which I was quite happy about because I've never seen the theatrical cut wow. on the big screen. Um, and it was great. And then we went and had some more food. And then we went to see Hans Zimmer. And his seventy-piece orchestra yeah, concert, was which was amazing. <laughs> it was so good because he played all the big hits. So we got Dark Knight, Sweet, uh, Gladiator, Crimson Tide, True Romance, Pirates of the Caribbean, Inception, Interstellar, all the you know Da Vinci Code, and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. <laughs> uh, played for about two hours. He did. I didn't. I figured he'd just stand behind his podium and stuff. But that guy plays some serious instruments: guitars <laughs> and pianos and banjos and you know big drums. And he, between each track, which was about ten minutes long each track, he would just grab the mic and tell a little story. So we got lots of Tony Scott stories and Ridley Scott stories and all that sort of stuff. So it was absolutely amazing. Um, over the end credits, or after the show's done, I'm actually editing in the opening melody, the medley from the concert, because they give us little cards when we're there, saying after the gig, you can go and download the opening medley from the concert. Turns out it was from a London concert they did, but it was the same medley, so that was amazing. Wow. 70-piece orchestra, big choirs, and all sorts of stuff. It's amazing. Wow, how's the mix on the recording? The mix, because it's an official one, so it's it's pretty good i've got the stereo one but i've downgraded it to mono for the sake of this podcast because i don't know how when you listen to podcasts or when you render yours do you put them in stereo or mono i, so I always put them in mono because i don't like it when like <laughs> say jake's talking out of one ear and right. you're talking out of the other and yeah i'm only listening to one headphone right so i always put them in mono because it's not exactly a musical podcast oh that does suck when um it's like a stereo and you're only hearing one channel it's kind of like listening to early van halen where you know if like for me, it was cool being a t- guitarist because then I could just, you know, um, the drums are always in the center, bass was always on one side, guitar was on the other. So I could just, like, you know, go total left or right. I can't remember which it was and cut Ed out all together. And then I'm jamming with the band. So, but yeah, podcast wise, we have a stereo pair that is on the Zoom that we record with. So it's already kind of in stereo. And I, I, don't really, you know, tweak that hard at all. I just kind of, you know, enhance her voices just a little bit. But to me, I want to be traveling down the road with somebody and almost like, you know, if they would pan it to the back, then they could feel like, uh, you know, the taxi driver in Deadpool, you know, where it's like, hey, <laughs> yep. Jake and John are my crazy passengers back in the back. So, 
and uh, we would come out of the appropriate speakers per se. You know, it would it would seem normal, but yeah, I mean, I everything stereo that I export. So, nice. Yep, I always pondered it, and I thought, no, because I've listened to a few shows that other people have done, right? And I, I it's like, why, why am I not hearing you? Oh yeah, because I'm listening to. I've got one headphone <laughs> right. in. <laughs> uh, so yeah but uh, i do have the stereo mix of the the hans zimmer thing so yeah cool. but no it was absolutely fantastic and then the next thing i've got san diego obviously and then john carpenter in october yeah, so nice been a, been a crazy year for events yeah and we're halfway done almost we're 160 days into the year yeah i counted yeah the reason i counted i want to see how many films i've watched and how many days there'd been there's been 160 days this year and i've seen 142 movies so i'm a little bit behind right but i can catch up 18 films easy enough yeah so. especially your flight over right yeah exactly <laughs> Without that, i just find really short films they're probably everything's like two and a half hours long nowadays right. it's like come on just make 18 minute films again <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to go back to the eighties where everything had to be 90 minutes or less. And, uh, you know, everything was so structured, although they were freer to say what they wanted to say, they could have whatever in there. And it wasn't as objectionable as it is today where everybody is just like, Oh no, that's not politically correct. Oh, everything's under a microscope nowadays, isn't it? Which is just not, I don't like that. What was the thing where, um, there's an X-Men apocalypse billboard. I don't know whether you heard this right. story or not. Yeah. And Rose McGowan complained about it, and a lot of people complained about it because right. it was promoting domestic violence. You're like, get the... F- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fight between a mutant god and, uh, you know, Mystique. So, you know, yeah. I, it just, I mean... Who hasn't, I mean, like in the, in the comics, I mean, you know, and, and Darth Vader started it all with this uh, forced choke. He doesn't even have to make a connection, right? Well, that, that was okay, though, because that was man to man. If oh. that had been a woman who was forced choking, that had been an uproar. <laughs> so if it never, was, never mind right. the fact that Mystique could probably kick my arse and maybe kick yours, but she could definitely right. kick my arse. <laughs> well, and she's a mutant. I mean, like, I thought we had uh, distanced ourselves enough. I mean, it's not like... Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, oh, the dude who played Bane. I don't know why his name isn't coming to Tom me. Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. It's not like Tom Hardy choking out, I don't know, Carrie Fisher's child or something. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, it's... There's a movie in there somewhere. I don't know what you would call it, but... Okay. <laughs> All right. Probably uh, Under the Rainbow Part 2. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Do you re- did you ever see Under the Rainbow? Whereas Carrie Fisher... A gazillion dwarves, and uh, I can't remember who the, the the male lead was in that movie, but I don't think I've seen that since the theater, nor have I even thought about it until just right now. So I've never seen it, never heard of it. No um, way! Nope. <laughs> I don't think it was a classic by any means, but, you know. Hmm. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look it up right quick. Sorry that I don't have a, um, a producer right here waiting on me. Uh, do you know? I oh, yeah, I have three. Oh, really? <laughs> 1981. Here you go. Wow. Director Steve Rash. Never heard of him before. Uh, no, sorry, probably never will again. Uh, probably not. Chevy Chase, Carrie Fisher, Eve Arden, and uh, a bunch of little people from The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Carrie came straight from The Empire Strikes Back and went into the <laughs> And then went running back to the Jedi. Yeah. And on the cover, it looks like she's wearing a petticoat and that's it. Or whatever. Like, just undergarments. Almost like uh, the, um, oh my gosh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
Yes. So, yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, while we're on Tom Hardy, though, and I was listening to you talking about it on the show, and thank you, Jake, for beginning the show up. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Got to watch it. It's very good on Netflix. So, season three finishes tonight. Five episodes. This, this, you were saying, oh, Britain, do it well because right. they do half a dozen ep- We do, but it kind of sucks because you're like, yeah, it's Bowers finished. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's, so, yeah. it's like uh, we finished up season two of Hannibal. And, of course, that leaves at a bit of a cliffhanger, right? And then, yeah, because you go, oh, I can't wait to see what happens. And then you watch what happens. You're like, this show sucks. Can't <laughs> suck, please. Well, I, I was trying to talk Michelle into, you know, like, I don't know, it's probably 11 o'clock or 1130. And, yeah, she needed to go to sleep so she could get up and go to work this morning. But I was like, you know what? Let's let's just see the, the opening little bit, right? Well, damn, if Amazon isn't going to charge me a buck 99, of course, I'll do the 299. If I was going to, I would do the 299 because I'm a high def snob. But uh, I was like, what? So I, I, I know it's out there for, you know, not Amazon prices. So I'll check it out. But yeah. But I mean, the, it finished on a such a cool note, you know? Oh, it did. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. One of the best finales I've seen for a while. I'm like, that's amazing. I want to watch the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you're like, regret instantly, right? <laughs> pretty much not because of the way the story went it's just like yeah. can we have a story please i feel like i've just somebody's put acid in my <laughs> drinks and not the bernie acid the like charles manson 1960s type acid. right oh i gotcha like what the hell wait a minute yeah yeah um, i'm confused <laughs> <laughs> um season five of hell on wheels is on netflix it probably came out last year and then but um the second half of season five is to come out, I think, in June or July, because it did leave once again on a cliffhanger. But I was impressed. I mean, I I had a sick day, and so I just kind of binge-watched whatever I wanted uh, as I laid in bed trying to recover. So I went through the entire season in a day, and it was it was solid. I mean, it's I, I like the characters. I, I like what happens on there. And they are consistently themselves. And uh, Michelle is starting with season one, so I'm probably going to watch it again with her. I thought it was pretty fun pitch hell on wheels because i've heard of it i've heard you mention it yeah. but i have no idea anything about it other than the fact there's a guy wearing a hat yeah well it's about stuff. trying to take the railroad this is right after the civil war they're trying to bring healing to the land and president grant thinks that uh by connecting east and west coast with a you know by rail is the way to do it and um, it was really about the division between the North and the South, uh, the Civil War was. So, but, you know, he thinks that this is what's going to happen. So it's, it's about corporate greed, except it's, you know, back, uh, you know, back in the late 1800s, I think it was. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's, you know, and I, the main character is so likable because he doesn't see men. He doesn't identify them as, okay, you're black, you're red, you're whatever. He just sees them all as who they are in spirit. So, you're a good guy. I don't care what color you are. You're a good guy. You're an asshole. And I, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, you know, and that's the way he runs his life. He's not going to let anybody get screwed over. He just has that kind of honor code. But then again, he is, uh, you know, uh, he is kind of, uh, he has his dark side, but yeah, it's pretty cool, man. You, you find out what happened to his family, which is driving his quest for season one. And then season two, he cares more about the railroad and, 
um, you know, trying to see it through. And uh, overall, I've been very happy. There was, I think it was the end of season three, I thought was kind of like, okay, uh, we're going to wrap this, this show up for good. So just fuck it. Let's just throw everything into the bucket, everything in the kitchen sink. Well, you know, it's kind of like that Superman movie where, um, oh, what is it? Uh, that had, um, oh my gosh, uh, Richard Pryor in it. That was the last one that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, but then, um, they, pulled it out and dusted it off. And uh, so I think it was season four picked up strong, kind of, you know, impressed me. And then season five did too. So well worth watching if you like that kind of, you know, Western with some swagger, you know. How many episodes roughly per season? Is it a 20 odd or is it a 13? I think it's 13 if I remember correctly. Yeah, because I was kind of disappointed in a way because I was like, I still feel like shit. I'd like to watch more. But, you know, I understood. (laughs) And you said the last one you saw was Superman 3. You've not seen Superman 4? Uh, no. Oh, my God. You need to watch that one. That is that is amazing. Is that the one uh, where he decides that he doesn't want to be good anymore, or is that 3? That's 3. Oh, okay. Um, 4 is the one where, when they were making it, they were like, oh, what's that big pile of money over there? Oh, yeah, that, we've reserved that for our visual effects budget. Oh, you won't be needing that. Oh, we're going to take it. <laughs> and it's got the worst special effects. <laughs> Ever. Is that the one it's where dreadful. somebody creates Atomic Man and he has to fight someone who is, you know, like... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> so you're saying uh, I was wise stopping when I did, huh? You were very wise, yeah. That was, I saw that on video. For some weird reason, right. I didn't go to the cinema and watch that. I don't know why. I saw the first three right. at the cinema. Loved them. Yeah. For some reason, I, I just knew not to watch the fourth one. Um yeah, it's, it's slashed the budget mid-production. Yeah, yeah, never wise to do that on no. a visual effects-heavy movie. Yeah, I don't understand why they give certain projects the kiss of death, and it's just like, yeah, we're just gonna let. You. Versus like Deadpool, who more or less excelled because of them saying, yeah, you don't have much of a budget, so you know, you you better be caring about your project and really making it work. So, oh, Deadpool comes out here on Blu-ray and DVD, etc. This week. Really? Uh, this, com- this coming week in the UK. Yeah. So, yeah. I got to say, if it has all the special uh, features that the American version does, uh, it's well worth the money. It's. I went ahead and picked it up. I think I, I picked it up maybe two or three weeks later after it uh, hit just to save a little money or whatever. But Jake went ahead and bought a digital copy, put it on our Voodoo that we share. And, um, and I was amazed. I mean, like, the movie still stood up, which that pleased me because I wanted to be sure it wasn't just a fluke. Like, wow, I was in a shit mood that day. And it really made me laugh. And now it's not going to do the same thing. But no, it's it's really funny. And behind the scenes, I mean, there's tons. Really nice to awesome. see that coming back because most movies don't give that to you unless you want to buy the Uber edition for 40 bucks, which I think I'll just see it all on YouTube. Yeah, it was the same with the Star Wars The Force Awakens. That came out and it's all these special features. You think it was about an hour and a half worth it. Right. And it's terrible because you think there's so much more than 90 minutes worth of special features. Yeah. Well, not, a, a, you think uh, about, for us, who saw the original in the movie theater, right? Um, there is so much magic that J.J. has kind of taken the series back to what the original was, you know? And uh, with the practical effects and just uh, storytelling versus just, you know, hey, we'll, we'll bridge that story gap with Jar Jar Binks, you know? Um, so, <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, it looks like they would have just, at least for this one, put a lot of extra bonus stuff on there and showed us how wonderful yeah. the production was same with the last james bond movie spectre 28 minutes worth i think of special ah. features you think that's a bond movie and it was at least you could make an entire film about the making of this film right but 
they just hold them back for whatever reason, which is a shame. That's one of the things that pushed me into getting a DVD player in the first place. I didn't think there was anything wrong with VHS, right. but all the special features and full-length commentaries. I could listen to filmmakers talking about movies, and there was like a full-length interview, which was way before podcasts. Right, yeah. So, you know, to, to listen to William Friedkin talk for two hours about The Exorcist, you're like, I'm in, right. I want to listen to that. Yeah. So well, then it went away, and hopefully it's now coming back. I hope so. Uh, but, I mean, I'd see – and I don't understand – I mean, like, you could pay me to call through all the footage, put something together – I mean, hell, really, to be able to call through all the footage, you could pay me half my asking price. But pay me ten grand, you have hours of stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm giving you a deal because I would really like to be behind this, you know, seeing all this stuff, right? Um, but it just, I don't know. I mean, like, how is that not worth investing in so more people will buy it, you know? Because we saw the movie in the movie theater, you know? With the exception of Batman versus Superman, which has all this extra whatever, it's the deluxe cut. It's not going to be any different, you know, but give us behind the scenes stuff, the stuff that we can't see on the screen. We'll find it on YouTube if you don't, you know, if we don't buy it. So my ideal job is to go on location with a film crew, film all the behind the scenes stuff for them, take their still photos because I can do that as well. Yeah. Whilst interviewing all the cast between shots. Right. Because I can do it all in my social network stuff as well. Right. One person. Let me do it. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. So that's that's what I want to do. Because, so. you know, it's now you and I probably have similar uh, thinking when it comes to following people on Twitter. If someone is not a bot, um, I'm not into the hardcore porn stars, although there was one, which I'm not even going to say the name of the, the account. I don't even know if it still exists. But anyway, it made me laugh. It was dirty yet clever. And um, almost like a, a Bond female femme fatale kind of thing. But anyway, but so I was like, all right, I guess Michelle will understand. But anyway, you know, closing in on 3,000 followers. Um, so whatever, lost in the shuffle. But, you know, I, if anyone follows me, I'm going to follow them back. And I will follow them until they, uh, you know, stop following me. And then, yep. you know, I mean, that's just I, – I don't care so much about – you know, like I think Twitter looks at, you know, you're supposed to have – um, you know, like you're supposed to be followed by three times the amount that you follow in order for you to have celebrity status and get checked and whatever. And, um, I, I don't care, uh, whatever, man, you know, but yep. uh, I'm, I'm like that. It's, it's unless somebody starts annoying me, um, yeah. I'll still follow them. Right. So. Well, and then you can mute them, you know I mean? Like if they're going to give you numbers, then, you know, just mute and move on. So, yeah. well, I use Twitter lists. Oh, which yeah? are amazing. Because a friend of mine came around and I'm currently on 8,590-something followers or whatever. And he what? said, how yeah. how, how on earth do you talk to that many people? I went, we don't. He's like, well, what's the point of them? I'm like, because I'll talk to some of them some of the time and then the others some other time. Right. He said, but how do you keep track of it? I said, click. And I showed him the lists. And I've got, at the minute, I've got a list that's San Diego Comic-Con. So I've got maybe 10 people that are in there mm-hmm. that I've added. And then I've got filmmakers. There's about 150 people in there where it's like these are the biggies these are like your you know richard kelly who did donnie darko and all that sort of stuff so i've got all of those in there so depending what i want to talk about on any given time i go into a specific list and you know i have a podcasters one and you're in about three different lists so they're really good so Um, as far as the list you can you just say hey i want to send a tweet at this list because no, no, there no. needs I, to I be wish. an app for yeah. that. Can you imagine? And then it would automatically just break it down. It's kind of like um, the app that I use that, and I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, it's like, you know, 
um, I have given it access to my Twitter accounts and then it will like whoever interacts the most, it'll say, Hey, thanks for all the interactions, new followers, all this other stuff. So it interacts with these different, um, people and you know, I'm not trying to fool anybody, but it is kind of cool when these people will actually respond and go, no problem, man. I'm glad to support, or I'm glad I'm following you or whatever. They take the time to actually respond to the bot. That was the original response for me. So, yeah, but yep. it's, you know, it, I think that Twitter probably does the best job. I'm not a big Facebook fan, although um, we may start streaming through Facebook as well because, you know, the, the free ability is there. And um, so anyway, but yeah, it, but overall Twitter is just, the, that's my favorite. Instagram's okay, and I like the fact that Instagram will send my stuff to both Twitter and Facebook simultaneously, so I have to do even less and uh, spend less time away from Michelle and the yep. kids, so... Yeah, I I do that when when I update my website with any given article, it fires out to countless yeah. things that I've just linked it to. So yeah. I've forgotten I've forgotten I've used. But uh, yeah, so Twitter lists are awesome. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. And then who knows? I mean, like uh, if I can ever like sit down long enough and try to figure out how to create my own app, maybe I'll do the Twitter list app. And um, yeah, that that'll you know help us both out. So. Yeah, it would because it would be handy just to send a thing to. I'm not a fan of these automatic messages, though. Right. Um, I, I don't mind the ones that go, oh, it's ten people unfollowed me, or the one that you said you are the top engager. Right, of the week. right, I right. think that's fine. But when you you start following somebody, and then I get them all the time, where I'll get a private message as soon as I've started following oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh hi there. We can help you market your novel. Right. Not right. I'm not writing a novel, right. so don't. But you know that's what they do. So right. therefore, so I I could never set up one of these things where it would go. Oh, I will help you market your movie. Right. No, because yeah. a lot my. Uh, people that follow me on Twitter, there's a whole wide range of people. There's video gamers and geeks and novelists and photographers yeah. and painters and just people who don't like movies and people who do like movies right. and <laughs> people who want to write alternate endings to Fast and the Furious right. movies and all. It's a massive range, so I could never come up with a, an automatic thing. Yeah, anyway, to say to everybody. Yeah, so. I wouldn't mind just hey, thanks for following, but yeah, I'm with you because <laughs> it's you know, and some of these uh, groups like. Yes, I've written music back 30 years ago. You know what I mean? I don't write music anymore. But yet, because I'll follow someone, you know, this one group that promotes music. And I, you know, same thing with, you know, novels and whatever, just like you're saying. And it is a bit ridiculous that these, you know, the bots don't know me. So it's a very impersonal. And that's why I rarely check my direct messages. Yeah. Because yeah. so, uh, if anybody's talking to you, they'll just send you a tweet. Yeah. Oh, hey, Tom, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do it that way. Either that or, I mean, so. I'm easy to find. So there's lots, there's been uh, probably dozens of people who have found, you know, like they'll just do a search, Google search, find my website, find the email, uh, you know, link, and then send me an email and ask me questions and stuff. So nice. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. Hey, so um, have you checked out the Jungle Book yet, John Favreau? Nope. No, I last film I watched other than Aliens, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, Green Room, I think, was yeah. was the last one I watched. But no, I'm not a big cinema goer because audiences annoy me and people have uh, smartphones and stuff. But right. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I'm quite impressed. It was all shot in a warehouse, yeah, which is not bad going at all. No, no, and seamless. I think this sets the new bar. Um, as far as the integration between CG uh, backgrounds, characters, and 
um, you know, the, the, the only, I guess Mowgli was the only, well, there were some other people, uh, in the village, but I mean, overall, I guess it was just simply Mowgli, um, you know, yeah, but yeah, it was just, it was solid. I really enjoyed that. Um, Michelle and I also saw the nice guys and, uh, it's not as snappy as kiss, kiss, bang, bang, but I still thought it was good. Definitely worth a watch. You, you know, I, no one will miss anything by waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray or DVD though. I love Shane Black. Yeah. He's great. Even when he's like acting in Predator, he's funny. Yeah. Um, so we get the nice guys. I think it's this week when we get it over here really? at cinema. Yeah. So it's one of them that I want to go watch. So I might uh, drag it out at some point and we'll go watch it. So. And, you know, I think due to the sort of movie, um, we had a, a pretty good crowd. There was some this one little cluster of like four old people. And I mean, like these were like probably 80 years old, right? And uh, they had some ticks and issues. And one, the, the old man was like trying to suck some gristle out from between his teeth uh, for <laughs> every every fifteen minutes. It was like, and then uh, <laughs> then he would have to clear his throat and sinuses. <laughs> but are, are you sure he was sucking gristle out of his teeth and not one of his uh, <laughs> cinema gores? I I don't know. I mean, I kind of wondered that because you know, Grandma could have removed her teeth. I know that was TMI, but anyway, anyway, did but, one look like Pee Wee Herman? Um, no. These are all. I mean, like these people really. Everybody else cleared out, and like, um, what was the character in uh, Monsters uh, University? the slug who like finally showed up for class and he was all out of breath and they said, all oh, the semester's over. That would be, yep. that's these people. And that sounds really mean <laughs> and cold and callous of me. But anyway, but it's kind of, I finally found a group that I could not say, Oi, shut up. Cause they're a bunch of old people. I'm like, <laughs> give oh my my heart God. Attack. yeah, I was like, start clutching <laughs> their arm. <laughs> <laughs> there was, you know, at the, uh, at the, like before the credits or, or let's see here, I guess it's in between the trailers and the actual movie. There's always a message that says, you know, um, please turn your cell phones off. Don't talk during the movie, be respectful. And if you see anything sketchy or any person being, you know, with some sketchy movements or whatever, please report them to the management, right? The old lady moved like three chairs down and sat two seats away from me. And at that point I'm like, Dude, this is really kind of crazy. I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, you know, because I thought about Michelle and I moving down. This is about halfway through the movie. But then I was, you know, like, maybe I should report it. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm going to look stupid. This 90-year-old grandma just moved, you know, closer to me. And I'm I'm worried. Really? She's an old lady, John. Come on, man. So, anyway. But, yeah. I'm used to, uh, you know, seeing seeing movies with my peers where I can actually, you know, request that they behave shut their mouth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you man it has cut down on our movie going considerably that and I don't think we have the plethora of awesome movies that we did last year no I mean last year was even as far back as 2013 they were always talking about 2015 Yeah, here it comes all these movies <laughs> like Batman and Civil War and all these were all going to come out of the city yeah, they, yeah. half of them got delayed right. or <laughs> did, didn't come out at all Yeah, um, but this year I think a lot of the, the really good films are coming out later on in the year like the I, mean, I think Bourne's out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. There's another Jack Reacher, John Wick, the new yeah. Tom Hanks, uh, Dan Brown one is coming out. So we're getting a lot of the serious films coming out yeah. after the summer. But there's nothing really. X-Men Apocalypse, I'm like, eh, I'll wait for it. I'm, not, sure. I'm, Dude, I'm still burned out on comic book stuff. Yeah. So I'll, and it's coming I'll out the wait. fall, so why not wait? You know? I mean, it, it yeah. just... Um, I'm with you. I mean, like, and especially with things coming out, you know, within two months, like Deadpool was just like in the theaters and bam, here you go. Have fun. 
Um, yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's given me less and less incentive to go to the movie theaters. Well, even Batman, you guys get it in July, we get it in August. So it's really? not that far off. Yeah. See, I'd heard it was going to come out in June. Not that I'm disappointed because I'm really com- still completely nonplussed at seeing it. So, hey, which- I did. Yeah. I saw the first 10 minutes. I mean, <laughs> I want to watch it. I really want to watch it. I was, uh, yep. I'm just checking to see when it is actually out for you guys. Yeah. I may, may be uh, wrong. But no, the first 10 minutes looked amazing. Yeah. Which I saw something on Facebook that Charity posted where she saw Civil War, thought it was great, enjoyed all the characters, but she said she was disappointed by yet another movie not um, sticking to the script or changing the script ending due to politically correctness or something. What I don't know what she's talking about, and I haven't uh, messaged her, but I I don't know, man. I didn't hear that they changed the script or you know thought that things needed to be tweaked or or made more friendly or whatever. So. No, there's a lot of these stories coming out now where, you know, Rogue One, oh, they're doing reshoots. Oh, the film must be in trouble. <laughs> Not really. They're just doing reshoots. Right. Oh, but, you know, the film company didn't like the tone. They thought it was too, really? How do you know this? Oh, I read it on this website. Right. So this, <laughs> it's just the under the microscope thing. Right. Where people are just taking a single line of a new story and then running with it. This is what, and then they'll tell somebody else that story, and then they'll add another few lines. It's Chinese whispers. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it is. it's crazy. July the nineteenth, your uh, Batman v Superman comes out in the states. Cool. So well, not too far. Uh, Just over a month. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll wait. It's all right. It's not like I'm. What <laughs> What you need to do is listen to a podcast, find out one of them that's giving away a free digital copy, <laughs> enter. And you'll automatically win. That's right, because I will actually answer the questions. And, you know, it's like my question, if they just went over to WaxingCinematic.com, our Marvel, uh, the MCU list, are right there on the first page, man. (laughs) So, you know, and then what's in the number one slot? It's Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? And so all they had to do was answer that. And then Jake uh, came up with his alien question. Maybe that was the one that scared everybody. Yeah, possibly. That's the one that scared me. Because <laughs> you, you even said that your answer was on the website, or it might be Jake that said yeah. your answer's on the website. But yeah. it's no secret. But no, I think it was the the um, right the music one that scared everybody. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, so, what have you got planned for your coming week or so? Anything exciting? You know, the kids are out of school, and um, so I will. I, this weekend should be kind of laid back, and then uh, next week, let's see here, um, the comic convention, Heroes Con, starts Friday and runs through Sunday. have a family reunion to go to on Saturday, and then on Father's Day, which is the Sunday, I'm planning on taking whatever kids uh, want to go with me over to Heroes Con. I, I plan on seeing my dad on Saturday. I'm not really a respecter of holidays like that, so... Um, so, you know, doing some, and then the following weekend, uh, Michelle and I are getting away for a little beach trip. So, you know, just kind of gearing up towards that. I have this banner that I'm going to do for this guy over in the UK (laughs) (laughs) and you, you sent me this cool picture and you're like, just add text. Well, I'm going to do two. One will be what you requested. The other is going to be a little bit different, (laughs) but yet, you know, it's in my mind, you know. Uh, it's it's thinking outside the box, so you can see whichever one you want to use, and no harm, no hard feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm predicting I'll probably use the second one, but no, I, I took that photo years and years ago. It's probably really? about 
13 years right. ago, that photo. And it's, it was a regular photo. Right. So I thought, well, I need to do a poster. And I'm shit at drawing. So I thought, I'm not going to draw one because <laughs> that would just be pathetic. But, oh, my God, I've got all these thousands of photos that I've taken over the years. Right. So let me have a look and see if there's a suitable one. So I found that one. thought, well, I could see people's faces in that. So I don't wanna, and I want to make it look a bit funkier. So right. I ran it through a dope light room and played around with it. Yeah. Then I thought my idea was originally to print it out and then put the titles on it as if I was signing a picture. So it looked like a big autograph picture. So it would be like experience at Comic-Con. Right, blah, blah. right. But the type of photo that it is with a black pen on it, it kind of looks crap. So I'm like, God damn it. Right. <laughs> so I was getting there, but I thought, ha ha I mean, like I love the, uh, the, the colors that you enhanced and, you know, it's, it's very cinematic, very uh, Pixar, if you will, as far as the yep. warm and the cool, but you have such contrast between the lights and the darks that, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, like just using silver or using black, I mean, like that would be tough either way. Yeah. yeah, It just looked like, uh, you know, someone needed to go back in and and clean up those scratches. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's where the poster thing came from. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's one of the things I'll do today. I'm recording um, another 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with Nicola at noon. And so probably um, whenever you and I wrap this up, I will probably um, – I need to edit some podcasts and get them out on uh, all those, uh, you know, like talks you and get those distributed out. And then I'll probably play around with your uh, the banner for a little bit and then uh, do the nice. other podcasts. So yeah, man. Fantastic. Yeah, well, all quiet for me. I did watch a, a pilot episode of a TV show called Billions, if you're familiar with that one. Yeah, that one has uh, Paul Giamatti in it, right? Mm, Paul Giamatti, Damian Lewis. Yeah. It looks really good, but I'm so gun-shy when it comes to TV shows that aren't franchises because you go, oh, that was a really good Oh, they've cancelled it. Right, right. But it's showtime, it, isn't it? It is showtime, yeah. yeah. So that gives you a little more hope, right? Is that a little bit better? I think so. If it was CBS or whatever you go, (laughs) why are you watching it anyway? Jake would never have even given it a start. But yeah, it's like, and you know, the trailer for that looks so cheesy, you know, just give it up, you know, but yet you watch the (laughs) pilot and you're like, holy shit, this is good, but I'm not going to sign up for Showtime on Hulu, Um, you know, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. So I'm I'm putting that on my list of shows to watch when it's, when it, (laughs) when it, you know, When there's enough episodes to actually watch. Right. So, uh, But that was good. Uh, Orange is the New Black is back next week, I think, on Netflix. Yeah. So it'll be a full season of that to watch, season four. Yeah. I thought the ending... Uh, now, I, I would fall asleep as Michelle was watching it, right? And uh, especially the final season. So then when I saw the final episode of the last season, I was like, wow, okay, this is crazy. Maybe I'm still asleep, but maybe I'm awake, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, but you know what? That's a good ending for it. And then yeah. it's back. So I have no idea what they're, you know, what what I have in store, you know, not really keeping up with it and me thinking that the ending already happened. So Yeah, and no, it's back for three more seasons. No way. Yeah, they've greenlit it for this one and then two more. Wow. So I I don't even know how long her prison sentence is. I don't think it was that many years. Yeah. So I'm guessing she'll do something to get kept in prison. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, Toothbrush is a shiv. I think that'll buy you some more time in prison. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> that work. But that's, that's a pretty good show. So. Yeah. Hey, speaking um, of and, shows, man, have you do you remember a TV show called Human Target? Um, only when you were mentioning it on your podcast the other day. Six years ago, man. And 
I'm glad it's holding up. We're only on episode two, um, but Michelle and uh, Abby, because Abby's 14, but I mean, like, they are enjoying it as well. So I'm. I went ahead and uh, bought the season, and uh, you know, on disc, and of course, Amazon delivered it promptly. And but anyway, if you get a chance, man, you should check it out. I shall have a look. Yeah. Yep. So what I've heard you mention a couple of times. Yeah. So what were you saying, man? I interrupted while the TV door was open. Yeah. Other than <laughs> um, other than all the stuff I've talked about, it's just a case of living on social media for the next few days and uh, expanding the script for my Comic Con thing and yeah. generally doing what I do. So cool, man. You know. So there we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's everything I've watched. Everything I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, so how, if you get a chance, you... you should see Under the Skin. It's really weird, but I think you would like it. I've got that downstairs, actually. It's on my uh, British movie collection. Oh, really? <laughs> Which I got quite upset about that because I took a picture of it. And it's not easy to get a shelf with 500 or right. plus movies. Right. So I, started, I took a picture of it and then put it out there and went, these are just my UK movies. Right. <laughs> Within 20 minutes, some guy comes back saying, have you got any films by... Ken Russell and I went no no I haven't and he went well your collection is incomplete oh wow man. I wasn't saying it was a complete collection <laughs> it's like come on and then he came back well there might have been somebody else actually who came back and said actually there's a lot of films in there that aren't UK ones and I'm looking at this collection going there ain't these are as far as I know these are all British films right. so let me in. I asked him I said which ones aren't UK never replied yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. So now I'm thinking there's a there's a rat in my DVD collection and I can't find it. But as far as I know, everything's UK. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, well done. You're supporting UK film. Right. Right. Oh no, you've got one missing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and I mean, like, what was the resolution of the picture that you posted? Could people <laughs> actually zoom in and read every title? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, it was taken on an iPad, which they've got really oh, good cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you probably could zoom in because somebody else came back with it. Oh, I don't see my film in there. So I zoomed in on it and went, there it is. <laughs> like, like eighth row down, fourth one in. Right. There it is. <laughs> That's good, man. So that was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I think you hopefully enjoy your podcasting session again. Thank ho- you. It's not, hopefully it won't be as long as the the Jay, right. you know, the Jake. Nelson. <laughs> well, it's so funny. I think Jake was feeling bad that we couldn't, you know, record at all last week. And so, the fact, up. yeah. So he was just like, Hey, you know what? I don't have to leave at noon. And man, a lot of times now this makes me sound like a hobbit, but I mean like, you know, I have a feeding schedule, man. I'm going to eat my breakfast and then I'm going to have energy. Right. And then I'm going to eat at noon. And yeah, yeah it was like, what was it? One thirty? things finally wrapped up one thirty here. And that was long because it was, um, I think it was about 25 to 3 UK time when you kicked off. Because I put the tweet out going, are you guys recording? And then you had done. Right, right. You'd gone on. And then it was easily about 10 to 6 or whatever. Wow. So yeah. Annette was ready for coming home. Like, <laughs> what, what, what have you done all day? Watch the podcast. <laughs> well, you were doing that at half two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you done? Nothing. Because this iPad's been playing. Yeah. So. <laughs> she probably came in and said, "Wow, there's John and that profane little man. Who is that?" Yeah, there, <laughs> there's the guy that looks like Tony Stark. That's it. A- <laughs> 
it makes me laugh when people will go in the chat and say, what's this show about then? Really? You're n- it doesn't take a rocket scientist to listen and go, they're talking films. Yeah. Or or politics, because right. we know how much Jake loves Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he does. <laughs> we know which way his vote's going come in November, right? <laughs> yeah. President Hillary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. He lives, it, it, he's got a nice house out in the country. So, you know, maybe he'll just uh, set up some barbed wire fencing and, you know, go indie. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Go Terminator. Yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you enjoy your day, John. Well, Go you, and get some food and whatnot. You too. And it, I'll, I'll send you your banners uh, either today or tomorrow. I'm excited about finishing those up. And if I can come up with a good wardrobe for your Comic-Con adventure, I'll send those ideas to you as well. Hell yes. <laughs> definitely. Yep. Thanks very much, John. Uh, Take care. And you have a great one. You too. <laughs> bye. Chat to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.
Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.